You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Happy Wednesday, football fans, and welcome into another edition of The Chase Podcast. I'm Isaac Sines, and I thank you for joining me. In today's episode, I release an updated one-round mock draft and provide analysis for each pick. The Fall is another production of The Chase Podcast, covering the latest news and analysis around the National Football League. Turn the volume up. The Chase is on and the Chase is live. Now, let's say to your host, Everybody put me in top five, but that's just what people say. Like, you got to go out and prove it. When you look at Rashawn Gary, he's a top five talent. Once I really established myself in college, I was like, I could do this in the league. A.J. Brown is extremely tough. My goal is to come in and help a team win a championship. Green, get your head up. Green Williams from LSU is one of the more intriguing guys in the draft. When I want something, I'm gonna make sure I get it because that's what I want to be. I want to be the best. We're pushing for more. We ain't settled until you get the gold jacket. I just can't wait to go on that stage, show my talents. I'm just ready to be great right now. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome into the Pro Football Chase Podcast. It's Isaac Signs coming at you. I appreciate you taking the time to join me today for my Mock Draft 4.0, as I've been teasing you all for the last couple of weeks. I like to release an updated Mock Draft at least every couple of weeks, just because we see all the smoke screens, all the changes in the trajectories of where players are going to be drafted. So I'm excited to unveil my latest mock to you on this Wednesday. There are some trades in this one, so it's going to be fun, be able to stretch your imagination a little bit. But before I get into it, I do want to remind you, all my listeners out there, I did launch my Patreon account on Podbean, Pro Football Chase. 
I have the link put in my bio there and on Instagram you can click on that link and then you can go ahead and select the Pro Football Chase Patreon link and that'll take you to the direct page where you can evaluate all the different options and ways you can pledge financial support to my podcast to help me keep this running going strong i'd appreciate any of your contributions so i do want to send a reminder before i get going but there's plenty to discuss here in today's episode so i'm going to get right into it so number one overall the arizona cardinals the last couple of mock drafts i've had kyler murray going to the desert and i am not going to change that i think kyler murray when the dust settles, I know there's a whole lot of smoke screens, a lot of people out there that are speculating that they're just trying to drive up the price for a quarterback to cash in on a big-time deal to net them high-value picks, and we're seeing the Raiders work out Kyler Murray, but... My gut feeling says that Josh Rosen will be traded during the draft because I think that the Cardinals will hang on to Rosen as close and for as long as they can because say if they trade him way before the draft and that means they're giving up their plan and everybody will know that they will take Kyler Murray. So they're going to try to keep their cards close to their vest. Why lie? Murray is the perfect fit in Cliff Kingsbury's scheme. It's a match made in heaven. And if you're going to go hire a college head football coach that had an under 500 record there in Lubbock, then you got to really be sold on what he brings to the table and to the professional level. In this case, they go with Kyler Murray, the Heisman winner, who ranked in the top five nationally in passing efficiency, passing yardage, and passing touchdowns just through seven interceptions. So the Cardinals get a brand new signal caller one year after taking Josh Rosen 10th overall. Now number two, the San Francisco 49ers. This is a team that has clearly done their due diligence hosting some of the top prospects in this year's draft class. And most of them are defensive prospects. And I have them going there yet again. Ohio State defensive end Nick Bosa, 6'4", 266 pounds. I understand San Fran. They've already spent some money and some top draft picks in recent years to rectify their issues there in their front seven. However, the rich get richer with Nick Bosa, Robert Saleh, Kyle Shanahan, GM John Lynch are ecstatic to land a player like Bosa that can now give them a devastating pass rush combo alongside newly acquired edge rusher D Ford who they acquired from the Kansas City Chiefs. And then you look at that other defensive line with Eric Armstead, Solomon Thomas, DeForest Buckner, Versatility is key in the NFL and the San Francisco 49ers, they will be hard pressed to pass up a generational talent like Nick Bosa that also has that well-proven DNA with his brother Joey Bosa currently playing for the Chargers. Number three, here's where things get a little spicy. I have the first trade of this mock draft and it is Matt Patricia Fear the beard, Bob Quinn making the jump from eight. Make a deal with the Jets 
to acquire the number three overall pick, and they select Kentucky defensive end Josh Allen. Allen, 6'5", 262 pounds. This guy, in my eyes, is the number one edge rusher in this year's draft class. I like his length, his versatility. Was an All-American, first-team All-SEC pick this past season. He led the Wildcats with 88 tackles and then a whopping 17 sacks, five forced fumbles. And here's why I think the Lions would really consider making this trade. Because for one, Jets GM Mike McCagnin has been very outspoken about their willingness to move back from number three. Number two, the Lions, we all know that they were looking to address their pass rush Entering the offseason, they checked one box off by getting Trey Flowers, the former New England Patriot, and they check off another box by getting Josh Allen to pair with Trey Flowers in what was already been a pretty expensive dive on their defense by signing Justin Coleman to man the slot. So I really like what Detroit has done this offseason, and if they are indeed able to make a move up, to grab a guy like Allen, I think things will be looking bright in the Motor City. Now number four, the Oakland Raiders. Now I was torn when it came to them because I either had them taking Devin White, the linebacker out of LSU, but I'm giving them Alabama defensive tackle Quinnen Williams, who actually had a top 30 visit with them this week. Quinnen Williams, 6'3", 303 pounds, we know the Raiders have three first-round picks, number 4, 24, and 27. And I understand that some people would argue that the Raiders should go edge rusher here. But when you look at the type of player that Williams is and what he can provide to an NFL defense, he is disruptive. He can blow up run plays on his own, a one-man wrecking crew. And I just really like the potential of him and Maurice Hurst lining up together in the inside and then Arden Key at defensive end. And of course, you can fully expect Oakland to address the pass rusher situation later on in this specific mock draft. But Quinnen Williams is too rich of a prospect to pass up for John Gruden and first-year GM Mike Mayock. Number five, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Give me LSU linebacker Devin White. So he falls out of that four spot. Tampa Bay is ecstatic to land a player like White who is a sideline-to-sideline side backer, has tremendous work ethic, competitiveness, and a rare play speed that just you don't see very often, a generational type of talent. And then he can join forces with Dion Buchanan, who they signed from the Arizona Cardinals. So a reunion there with Todd Bowles and Levante David. We know they lost Quan Alexander in free agency. So Devin White steps right in and is able to be a key contributor for Todd Bowles' defense. Now number six, the New York Giants. Do they go quarterback? That's the talk of the town. But I think they end up going defense. There's been recent rumors and speculation that Dave Gettleman is eyeing an edge rusher at number six. And while this particular prospect is not a defensive end, he does have the position flex and the versatility to play all along the defensive line. And it's Houston defensive lineman Ed Oliver, 6'2". 
287 pounds. He's also been viewed as a potential outside linebacker candidate. You saw Mike Rabel and the Tennessee Titans put him through some of those linebacker drills at his Houston Pro Day. But Oliver, there's a lot to like about this guy. He's an explosive athlete. He's drawn some comparisons to Rams all-pro defensive tackle Aaron Donald. And we all know how much Gettleman loves his hog mollies. And a guy like Oliver that can come in and really start at any position in James Betcher's defense, that's an automatic instant upgrade to a Giants unit that's looking to get younger and more versatile with the players they've been acquiring this offseason. To number seven we go, the Jacksonville Jaguars. I have them taking Florida offensive tackle Jaywan Taylor, 6'5", 312 pounds. Now Taylor is arguably the best tackle in this year's class. Out of Florida, if you watch his tape, he plays with the rare combination of strength and athleticism. He rarely gets beat on the outside, which bodes well for his potential in the NFL. As we know, NFL edge rushers are getting more dynamic and mixing up those pass rush moves in both bull rush and coming off the edge as standing outside linebackers. The Jaguars parted ways with Jeremy Parnell, so Taylor can easily become their starting right tackle in week one, and then eventually, if they feel comfortable enough with his development, can make him their left tackle. They got to keep Nick Foles standing upright especially in an AFC South that has the Texans, the Titans, and Matt Eberflus's rising Indianapolis defense that gets after opposing quarterbacks. So Taylor to Jacksonville at seven. Number eight, this is the New York Jets. Remember the trade with the Lions? So the Jets move back to number eight, and they still get some edge help by going with Michigan defensive end Rayshon Gary. Gary, who's 6'4", 277 pounds. The Jets, they're in a 4-3 hybrid scheme with Greg Williams now as their defensive coordinator. Gary's potential really began to show in 2017 when he was a first-team All-Big Ten with 66 tackles, 6 sacks. And then again in his junior year, he was a first-team pick. Except his numbers did dip a little bit with 44 tackles, 7 for loss, and and 3.5 sacks through 12 games for the Wolverines. He's proven to be as athletic and as adaptable to whatever position that an NFL team may see fit. You watch him work out at the Combine. This is a very strong, powerful individual that can step in there in the Big Apple, join a defensive line that already has Leonard Williams, who brought a guy back like Brandon Copeland to rush off the edge and sign C.J. Mosley. So this is a unit that's starting to slowly evolve into a powerhouse there in the AFC East. Adding a player like Gary is just going to make Greg Williams and new head coach Adam Gase grin from one ear to the other. Number nine, we have another trade, ladies and gentlemen. It is... A surprise wildcard team making the move up to get its future signal caller. The Cincinnati Bengals have worked out a trade with the Buffalo Bills. They're jumping ahead of the Denver Broncos to select Ohio State quarterback Dwayne Haskins. Now this is the shocker. We have our first plot twist in this mock draft. 
I know Dwayne Haskins is being linked to a number of teams other than the Bengals to this point. In fact, Haskins, he's already had a workout with the Raiders. We know the Broncos could have some interest in him. Maybe the Washington Redskins, the Miami Dolphins, and of course the New York Giants. That's the obvious team and the one franchise he's most linked to considering his ties and he was a Giants fan growing up, right? But the Bengals, they shock people on draft night as Zach Taylor, the first-year head coach who's coming in from Los Angeles. We've already heard the owner of the team there in Cincy say they were going to play it by year with Andy Dalton to see how he fits in Taylor's scheme. Translation, the Bengals are looking for a new signal caller to match the hype that's already been going on within their own division. Baker Mayfield in Cleveland, Lamar Jackson in Baltimore. So they get in on the fun and land Dwayne Haskins to sit him behind Andy Dalton for a year before taking over as their new starting quarterback. Number 10, the Denver Broncos. Now, I understand that there's a chance that they could go defense and continue building on Vic Vangio's defense. However, I still believe that this team needs to identify their long-term solution at the quarterback. So that's why I have them taking Missouri quarterback Drew Locke. Now, this is where it gets interesting because we all know that quarterbacks get overdrafted and they'll go earlier than many people would expect. So it would not shock me if a team moves up from the number 15, number 14, maybe the Redskins into the top eight to maybe select a guy like Drew Locke. So he could very well be gone by the time the Broncos get on the clock at 10. But as long as this is the scenario with the Broncos on the clock and Locke is available, we all know that John Elway has an affinity for Locke. He followed him very closely at the Senior Bowl. Locke is a, is a guy that has some good traits, prototypical size. He was a second-team All-SEC honoree in 2018. He did throw for fewer yards under 3,500, 28 touchdowns in his senior season, and 62.9 completion percentage. So there is some concerns there, but some development maybe behind a guy like Joe Flacco would serve him well. Number 11, it is now the Buffalo Bills who made that trade out of the 9 spot with the Bengals. Here I have them addressing the wide receiver position, selecting Ole Miss wide receiver DK Metcalf. We saw this guy blow up the combine, 6'3", 228 pounds, I understand Buffalo addressed the receiver position in free agency by signing Cole Beasley and John Brown. However, they're still lacking a big number one threat. Zay Jones hasn't quite cut it out there. They have some younger receivers like Robert Foster and Amari Scott that they're intrigued with, but none of them match the same type of potential and game-changing ability that Metcalf brings to the table. So Josh Allen with his strong arm, not only does he have himself a pair of slot receivers that can make plays down the field, but now he'll add a big time target in Metcalf to continue his development there with the Bills. Number 12, the Green Bay Packers. I have them standing pat now. Montez Sweat looks awfully appealing for the Packers. They're bringing him in for a visit. 
But we all know they sign the Smiths in free agency, Preston Smith and Zadarius Smith. So they addressed their edge-rushing need, which makes me believe they'll go the best player available. Another position that could make some sense is an offensive lineman. I would say safety, but they did sign Adrian Amos, so there is less of a need there. I have them going Iowa tight end TJ Hawkinson, who a lot of people compare to Rob Gronkowski, who just announced his retirement a couple of weeks ago. 6'5", 251 pounds. He can do it all, block, catch, and you give Aaron Rodgers a guy like Hawkinson to pair up in two tight end sets with Jimmy Graham, defenses will have nightmares trying to game plan for them and number 12 in Green Bay. Number 13, we have another trade. So quite the active mock draft here. This time it is the Seattle Seahawks and John Snyder being aggressive for once. We know he has a track record of trading back to compile additional arsenal. This time he changes course and hammers out a deal with the Miami Dolphins who have made their intention clear to rebuild and reload in the coming years so the Dolphins are able to take Seattle's late first round pick and maybe a third and a fourth. They drop back. In comes Seattle and they take Mississippi State defensive end Montez Sweat. Sweat in my eyes, he is a very talented edge rusher. I wouldn't quite put him in the same category as Bosa and Allen, but he is right there scratching at the surface. We all saw his production. Second team All-American notice from the AP. 11 and a half sacks there for the Bulldogs. He has the length, he has the range, and he has all the intangibles to become an all-pro defensive end in the NFL. The Seahawks, I know you're probably thinking, well, they still have Frank Clark there. And by the way, they're hoping to lock him up to a long-term deal, but he has yet to have a strong running mate with him. Montez Sweat gives Seattle just that. Number 14, the Atlanta Falcons. I have them taking Clemson defensive tackle Christian Wilkins. Now, Wilkins is a little bit of a head-scratching prospect because you see him all over the board. Some people believe he's a top 15 pick. Some people believe he's a top 25 pick. And others would argue that he doesn't belong in round one because there is a consensus amongst the scouting world that Wilkins has already hit his potential Full potential, I might add, as a defensive tackle, and so there's not as high of an upside, but make no mistake about it, he is a game wrecker. We saw what he was able to do last season at Clemson. He's a nice piece to go along with Grady Jarrett, although both sides, they are hoping for a long-term deal there as well. Atlanta needs to bolster their defensive front seven, Wilkins is going to help them do that along with some edge rushers in Vic Beasley and Tack McKinley who they're hoping for a big bounce back season here in 2019. Number 15, the Redskins are on the clock and they decide to trade back with the Pittsburgh Steelers. They get on the phone aggressively to leapfrog the Carolina Panthers and take Michigan linebacker Devin Bush, 5'11", 234-pound backer, who showcased 
his athleticism at the combine, and his position flex to really play any linebacking position that you may have him see fit in the NFL. We know the Steelers are very interested in Bush, and they plan to have him in on a top 30 visit. The Steelers have had a void there at inside linebacker ever since Ryan Shazier's unfortunate injury. And Carolina is a team that could very well be eyeing Devin Bush as well. As we know, they parted ways with Thomas Davis. And just think about what a linebacking core of Devin Bush, Luke Keekley, and Shaq Thompson would look in Carolina. But the Steelers do not let that happen. They go up and get their guy Bush to the Steel City. Number 16, the Carolina Panthers. They stay put and they select Alabama offensive tackle Jonah Williams. They cut Matt Khalil earlier this offseason, which was a deal that did not make good. The type of expectations they had for Khalil, his injury history got in the way of that. And so in order to save some cap space, they parted ways with him. So you know they have an eye on getting an offensive tackle in the NFL draft. They re-signed Darrell Williams on a one-year team-friendly deal to solidify the right tackle spot. Now they need a left tackle, and this is where Jonah Williams can come in, plug and play left tackle, All-American in 2018. That makes too much sense right there for Carolina and Jonah Williams. Number 17, this is the second selection for the New York Giants via the Cleveland Browns because of that Odell Beckham Jr. trade that rocked the socks off the entire NFL world. Now, you're probably guessing that I'm going to give him Daniel Jones here at 17, But Gettleman, they're up to something, and I wouldn't rule out a potential trade back into round one for a quarterback later, but there's a corner that just has too much value to pass up, and it's LSU corner Greedy Williams. The Giants, we know that they have made their defense a focal point of their priorities, making sure that they're able to bring in guys that fit Betcher's 3-4 scheme. Yes, Janoris Jenkins is still there. They brought back Antonio Hamilton. They lost B.W. Webb, who did start for them in 2018. They need to address the secondary. They got Jabril Peppers. They're hoping for some big things at the safety position. But how about giving them Greedy Williams, who is a corner that at one time was being mentioned in the top five. A lot of mock drafts had him going to Tampa at number five. Williams was a first-team all-conference selection for the second straight year in 2018, as well as an AP second-team All-American. Started all 12 games, 33 tackles, two interceptions, nine pass breakups. If you're the Giants, I know a quarterback seems awfully tempting, but when you have the opportunity to double up on Ed Oliver at 6 and then get a guy like Williams at 17, that is too nice of a recipe for a Giants team that's looking to rebuild their entire organization. Number 18, the Minnesota Vikings. They are going offensive line. I have them taking Washington State offensive line, Andre Dillard. Versatile, 6'5", 315. He can play inside. He can play outside. The Vikings did sign Josh Klein in free agency, but they still need plenty of more help. On top of that, they're considering moving Remmers from tackle to guard. So this is where Dillard can come in and be a starter day one on the outside to keep Kirk Cousins standing upright. As we know, he was on the floor quite a bit 
this past season. Number 19, the Tennessee Titans. I have the second tight end from Iowa coming off the board this time. It's Noah Fant. Tennessee, they do have Delaney Walker. I understand that they're covered for the meantime, but Walker's already an aging veteran. Tennessee, they're going to look to get younger at the position and provide Marcus Mariota another target to throw to over the middle and that can stretch the field. Fant, 6'4", 249 pounds. He can do just that. He's got length, acceleration, and the speed to create matchup challenges, both short and long. Number 20, the Redskins are now on the clock. This pick was formerly owned by the Pittsburgh Steelers, but they went up and got Bush at 15. The Redskins, they go ahead and give Case Keenum a weapon and whoever their future quarterback may be for the foreseeable future. And they go with Oklahoma wide receiver Marquise Hollywood Brown, 5'9", 166 pounds. He has kind of been forgotten in this entire draft mix because he underwent Liz Frank foot surgery. He wasn't able to compete at the Combine or the Oklahoma Pro Day. So a lot of people are forgetting about what Marquise Brown is capable of doing. Explosive playmaker. Of course, he is the cousin of Antonio Brown, the new Oakland Raider wide receiver. I think Washington receiver is too big of a need. I know reports surfaced that Washington was gauging the trade market for veteran receivers looking to make a big upgrade. Josh Doxson hasn't quite cut it. They lost Jamison Crowder. So they need some firepower there in the nation's capital. And who else but Marquise Brown to provide that in the NFC East. Number 21, this is now the Miami Dolphins as they traded with Seattle earlier. Seattle took sweat and the Dolphins, they moved back, take a couple of picks from Seattle and they still get a defensive end of interest. Claylin Farrell, who's a guy that the Dolphins plan to meet here in this pre-draft process. Farrell coming out of Clemson, the powerhouse program that won the national championship yet again. The Dolphins have had a revolving door at the defensive end position. They traded Robert Quinn at Dallas. They released Andre Branch and did not retain veteran Cam Wake in free agency. So it's safe to say that defensive end is their top priority in round one. They get Farrell, a guy who was a first-team All-ACC selection and winner of the Ted Hendricks Award. He had 11.5 sacks, four pass breakups. He will fit nicely in Brian Flores' defense there in Miami. Number 22, the Baltimore Ravens. I have them going wide receiver, Nikhil Harry, out of Arizona State. The Ravens have been doing their homework on the receivers this year, and it's clear that they're looking to add to their current group. We all know that Baltimore attempted to sign Des Bryant when he was cut from Dallas a year and a half ago, and they weren't able to sign him. So this time, with a guy like Harry, they get a younger, more athletic version of Des Bryant that can provide a big target for Lamar Jackson to throw to, especially in the red zone. Number 23, the Houston Texans. I have them taking Kansas State offensive lineman Dalton Risner, 6'5", 312 pounds. We know they did sign Matt Khalil, right? So the Panthers cut him. They brought on Khalil on a one-year deal. They flirted with offensive tackle Jordan Mills, but they still need to improve their underwhelming offensive line that surrendered the most sacks to Deshaun Watson in 2018. 
Risner is a fantastic player that has position flex, that can play center, guard, and offensive tackle, a high football IQ. He is the perfect prospect, especially when you're looking for a mauler and a guy that can provide some grit to an offensive line. Number 24, the Oakland Raiders are on the clock with their second pick of round one. I have them taking Georgia cornerback DeAndre Baker. A lot of people talk down about Baker, which I really don't understand why. His resume speaks for itself. First team All-SEC pick. He started all 13 games. He was the winner of the Jim Thorpe Award as the nation's best defensive back. Two interceptions, a team I-10 pass breakups. He has proven to excel on the toughest stage in college football in the SEC conference. Baker, I think, has the most upside of all the corners in this year's class. While not a lot of people are high on him because they look at his size, 5'11", 183, and they're concerned about his ability to match up with some of the longer, quicker receivers. Mark my words, Baker is going to be an all-pro corner in this league, and the Raiders should be thrilled to get him at number 24. Number 25, the Philadelphia Eagles. I have them addressing their secondary as well. I have them selecting Washington cornerback Byron Murphy, 5'11", 190 pounds. Now, he declared early as a sophomore redshirt, but he did meet high expectations. First team All-Pac-12, second team AP All-American, started 13 games, led the team with four picks, one return for a touchdown, 13 pass deflections. Murphy is a guy that could sneak into the late first, which is what I View him going here, but he could also go into the second round. Murphy does have some concerns because of his youth and he's young. Not a whole lot of experience playing in college. But the Eagles, who have done a nice job of showing up their entire roster in free agency, they are in position to make a high-risk, high-reward selection there at number 25. Number 26, the Indianapolis Colts. Gimme Clemson defensive tackle Dexter Lawrence. The big Mahula, 6'4", 342 pounds. The Colts, yes, they did add talent on the edge. They signed Justin Houston, but they could still use some help on the defensive interior. He's a monster-sized man, and he would really rectify a lot of the team's issues up the middle. So Lawrence to Indy, number 27, the Oakland Raiders via Dallas. Here's where I have them addressing the defensive end position. They're taking Florida State edge rusher Brian Burns. So after taking Quinn Williams 4, Baker 24, the Raiders, they get Burns here who doesn't get talked a whole lot about because of Florida State's down season in 2018, but his play did stand out when you watch the tape. He had 15 and a half tackles for loss, 10 sacks among his 52 tackles while also breaking up three passes and forcing three fumbles. Burns has a lot of unique traits that can make him a very dangerous edge rusher at the next level. So John Gruden, Mike Mayock, he may take a little bit of time to develop at 6'5", 249 pounds. Maybe he adds a little bit more weight and muscle mass once he gets into an NFL program. But Brian Burns is definitely a dark horse in this year's draft class. Number 28, the Los Angeles Chargers. I have them going with the defensive tackle, Jeffrey Simmons, 6'4", 301 pounds. Now, we do know he sustained a torn ACL in training. 
He was disinvited from the combine due to a previous incident that violated the league's terms. So there is some risk. There's some red flags about Simmons. But when he's fully healthy, I think he's a top 12 pick. So the Chargers are actually getting a steal if they're able to get him at 28. He started all 13 games as a junior. He was first team all conference in the SEC. 17 tackles for loss, two sacks, 63 total tackles. His production speaks for itself. The Chargers get another Haas to plug in to their defensive line and a potential replacement for Darius Fallone, who signed with the Arizona Cardinals. Number 29. The Kansas City Chiefs, I have them taking a safety, and I've had Deontay Thompson going here at 29 the last couple of mocks. This time, I'm changing, going with the curveball. How about Mississippi State safety Jonathan Abram, who's starting to get a little bit of first-round buzz based on his pre-draft process, his meetings with teams. They appear to be going very well. A lot of teams are interested in this guy. Hard-hitting safety brings that physicality. We know Kansas City, they cut Eric Berry. They signed Tyron Matthew, who's a little bit more of the cover safety. So they're going to be looking for the hammer safety that can come in and lay the wood. Look no further than Jonathan Abram. I think he'd make a nice fit in Steve Spagnuolo's defense. Number 30, the Green Bay Packers, their second selection of the first round. I have them addressing the offensive line by taking Oklahoma's Cody Ford here at 30. The Packers, they need to upgrade their O-line, which is why taking a chess piece like Ford would help the stability for Aaron Rodgers moving forward. We all saw what Ford was able to do, paving the ways there for Oklahoma's high-powered offense. 6'4", 329 pounds. He can play both the guard and the tackle position. Number 31, the Los Angeles Rams. I have them addressing the interior of their defensive line with Indomitian Sue, likely gone they take Notre Dame DT, Jerry Tillery, 6'6", 295 pounds. Tillery received more respect nationally in 2018 as he was a second-team All-American selection by AP. 30 tackles, 10.5 for loss, 8 sacks, 3 forced fumbles, 2 block kicks and 13 starts, so he does a good job of using his length. So he gets to go in to Wade Phillips' system, and I think he could be a day-one starter alongside Aaron Donald. A lot of upside. There are some teams that are concerned about his passion for the game due to him declining the Senior Bowl bid. But you watch Notre Dame this past season, it's hard to miss number 99 and what Tillery was able to provide for the Fighting Irish. To close out the round, the New England Patriots at number 32, I have them taking Ohio State wide receiver Paris Campbell, six foot, 205 pounds. Campbell can flat out go as we saw him run a 4-3-1-40 and a 40.0 inch vertical at the combine. New England aggressively pursued Adam Humphreys and Cole Beasley in free agency. They swung and missed and then they actually turned their attention to Jared Cook who eventually signed with the Saints. They lost Corderell Patterson. Gronkowski retired. Chris Hogan remains a free agent. So they really need to address the receiving position despite signing a couple of guys. Maurice Harris being one of them and Bruce Ellington. Paris Campbell, he's another type of player. He can fill in for Corderell Patterson, be their return man. And if you give Tom Brady another guy that can be a home run hitter with this type of game-changing speed, 
it will certainly put the rest of the league on notice so there you have it there's my mock draft 4.0 for you i hope you enjoyed it i look forward to breaking down another mock draft before the actual draft comes around at the end of april so i appreciate you taking the time to listen in here on the pro football chase podcast again don't forget to go check out my patreon account links in my bio on instagram click on that and select pro football chase patreon you can find out different ways on how to support my page moving forward until next mock draft in the next episode of my podcast enjoy the rest of the afternoon take care and god bless Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.